here with my um, our sound engineer, <laughs> who wishes to remain, um, yeah. Um, you want to present yourself, or it's just gonna be the sound engineer? <laughs> I guess we'll see if uh, I don't know. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> uh, we got this show on together uh, a bit in a hurry. Uh, it's most likely gonna be shit. <laughs> uh, because, um, my notes are a mess. We decided to do this because it's a very special day for the subject. We'll, uh, be approaching. And, um, yeah. Uh, it's something that will be, and it's gonna be relevant over the course of maybe another epi few episodes so yeah uh we can get into it Let's okay dive into it. they they can't see you not on the <laughs> yes but i, I have nothing <laughs> okay um right do you do you know have you ever heard of the term protochronism well it's like before time basically it's uh, like i don't know i understand just like etymologically you know yeah so it's kind of like yeah i guess uh, so it's, it's essentially a pejorative term mm. for uh what i would call the cult of dacianism which is um it's something I grew up with, happening all around the country, and we have jokes about it, but it never really gets out, yeah, and people don't hear about this um, f unique form of what I would call fascism, uh, and uh, rewriting, uh, like an attempt to rewrite history, which uh, I would consider a very grave crime, so... I want to talk about this. All right, thanks. Uh, our sound engineer is nodding once again. <laughs> um, right. Uh, it's referred to as Dacomania on the internet, but I've never heard this term in Romania. Uh, but it basically pronounces that Romania is a cradle of civilization and it's tied to many beliefs that we invented everything from the fountain pen to insulin to civilization. That, uh, yeah, even the language and more importantly, the Roman Empire itself is supposed to be under Romania like um or dacia as it was back then so um i went into this not knowing or when i started doing my research i didn't know a lot of things about it even if i grew up with people who um believed very hard in these ideas um and yeah what i what i found shocked me to a degree uh, so 
basically it began with a guy called Bogdan Petriceku Hashdeu. And when I saw the name, it completely shocked me because I was living on the street Bogdan Petriceku Hashdeu when I was in college. (laughs) And uh, I never, I, I thought many times, I'm going to look up who this guy is. What did he do? What's his deal? But I never did. And he started the movement of us claiming that um, we're basically the, the, the center of the world. Right? Like in this happens in the, around in the mid-1800s uh, when we're essentially trying to figure out who we are as a nation, mm. right? Romania is uh, <coughs> is a new country. It's uh, it's newer than America, uh, as opposed to other countries in Europe. Our identity had to be formed, not like not uh, three hundred years, less than three hundred years ago. So uh, the 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 last uh, repartitioning of Romania happened only a hundred and something years ago, a hundred and uh, like seven or something like that. Um, right. So, uh, anything to say so far about this? So what, like, what was happening around this time in in uh, in Romania, like? How did it form? How how did did Romania form? Okay, so it's tied into all of this because it's it used to be three nations, um, so Tsara Romanesca, which would mean the Romanian kingdom or the Romanian country, uh, Moldova and Transylvania, uh, the culture of Transylvania. Uh, developed independently to a degree of the other two parts the other two being more similar because it was under the Hungarian either the Austro-Hungarian Empire or just Hungary or uh, all of the the Romanian the things that eventually became Romania kept trading hands from one country to another. Moldova was often under the Ottomans or the Polish, which we'll we'll find out about in a bit, uh, our relation to the Polish. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, yeah, basically it was like a tug of war between the Ottoman Empire, Hungary, um... Uh, like uh, Bulg- uh, not Bulgaria to a small degree and Poland and uh, this ties as well into the next part which is Bogdan Petriceku Hashdeu's um, um, support of um, John the Terrible the Third it's um is a guy is is a basically a very usual Romanian boyer boyer being a noble from that time 
uh, having done some uh, slight atrocities against the boyers or bigger as you might say a lot of our national heroes uh, did some massacres of nobles basically so um, like you, you have the Russians had Ivan the Terrible and we had, um, well, uh, Dracula, <laughs> the <laughs> Vlad Tsepesh, uh, or, or Vlad Dracul, Vlad the Devil. <laughs> but back then it meant the dragon. Um, but now it means the devil. All uh, right. Stephen the Great, which was uh, Vlad uh, Dracul's uh, cousin. And they all... The ones that didn't um, didn't massacre some nobles uh, were not very remembered by history mm. because a lot of what we're going to talk about is shaped by the communists. The communists tried to rewrite history, but it begins with Bogdan Petricheku Hashdeu, who um, makes this guy, you know, Yuan. Um, the terrible, he starts calling him uh, Yuan the Brave. Mm. The Brave. So, Yuan Chilvitaz. Uh, and his thing was, yeah, he fought a bit with the nobles and then fought with the Ottomans, which he won some battles against, but they proceeded to kick his ass. He surrendered. This is like I didn't dig enough into this. It, it's uh, I might be misrepresenting the facts to a degree. And I'm not sure there is a consensus on this in the historical community. But basically the Ottomans were supposed to have um, kicked his ass and um, executed him by uh, tying his members four members to four horses which were each oh, yeah I, I wish this was a video thing so you could see <laughs> her uh, her face like yeah you you can imagine the the horses run towards the four corners of the earth and uh, yeah that guy gets dismembered uh so that he would and later on he's gets turned into a national hero now we're gonna do if it was this was a real podcast um whatever sponsor and whatever we would do an ad break now <laughs> but instead because we just started we're gonna do a break of checking if we're actually recording something if the sound works we'll be right back <laughs> so we're back uh apparently this hello, <laughs> hello. <laughs> yeah uh, the sound works, everything is in good order, so I want to read a little bit about uh, Hashdeu and about his demise, not by um, horse dismemberment, but natural death. Um, good, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, so in Romania, Hashdeu started work on the Archiva Historica a Romaniei, the first history work to use sources in Slavonic and Romanian. He also published the 1870 philosophic 
Critical Review, Columna lui Traian, The Best of the Time in Romania, with the work Cuvente, Cuvente, Dân Bătrâni, which is a weird way of talking in Romanian, that's, that's old stuff. And you can see, because these people claim that basically uh, Romanian is the source of other languages, Latin and so on, but you can see clearly that in his time, Romanian was more Slavonic. It had a, like a distinctly Polish character to it, and that got changed during the following years of trying to convince ourselves that we're actually something else. So, uh, I'm gonna read a bit more. We're gonna get to funnier parts in a bit. Hmm. Um. So, so he was the first to contribute to the history of apocryphal. Oh God, this this is a this is a hard word. Can you say apocryphal? (laughs) Apocryphal. 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 Oh God, this is the shittiest (laughs) podcast ever. (laughs) (laughs) This means. I love this word, even if I cannot pronounce it. It means like sort of uncensored um, literature, a pop, a prop, a pop recall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, passages of the Bible mean um, parts that were cut out. For example, the word booty, <laughs> because it's uh, back then it was, you know. Pirate booty, yeah, treasure. Yeah, yeah, and now it's like Wiz Khalifa, um, something in a Wiz Khalifa <laughs> song. <laughs> Wiz Khalifa is a booty. So he was the first to contribute to the history of apocryphal literature in Romanian. Uh, his um, Historia Critica Romanilor, though incomplete, marks the beginning of a critical investigation into the history of Romania. Um, Hajdeo edited the ancient Psalter of Koresh of 1577, Psaltira lui Koresi, uh, his Etymologicum Magnum Romanie 1886, was the beginning of an encyclopedic dictionary of the Romanian languages, though he never covered letters after B. <laughs> he, he just, yeah, he gave up. He gave up very easily. Yeah, yeah. He, but he was very detailed in them. Okay. I I don't I haven't read the thing, but you can imagine he makes up his own etymology. Like this comes from there and there, and it's not Maybe, like okay, so it's not a real linguist. Hmm. Um. Uh, after the death of his only child, he became a spiritualist and a firm adept of spiritism, which is... Uh, it's a common thing in Romania. <laughs> We're mm. very spiritual people. So uh, sooner or later, everyone turns basically, I don't know, religious. Um, uh he retreated to a Campina mansion and arranged it as a temple to his newly found beliefs and to his daughter. He died there and was buried in Belu Cemetery, Bucharest. 
Okay. Yeah. So it's it's weird. Like he went into some stuff. Um and um there's been a lot of talk about this I guess in the scientific community amongst historians, even if um the larger population doesn't know about like in the internationally people don't know about this form of uh, history re- rewriting proto-fascism we have um it's been quite well documented in the historical circles and very well debated because they're out there and they're they used to be pretty loud they used to have conferences where they'd go like yeah and you know we we made the roman empire what it is <laughs> you know so um and uh, it's it may come from some sort of national is being described this way as a national inferiority complex mm. as like the only place in europe that doesn't know itself we, we don't exactly like americans mm. um and the need to invent a brighter past one that's not it's not basically just a succession of um hired nobles the people with no legitimacy or at all to try to like win a bit of control for the ottoman empire or because they were anyone who ruled the romanian uh, provinces during the middle ages was essentially uh, hired or like or paid he was paid he would pay for the title to the Ottomans or the Polish or the Hungarians. He would pay them to give him an army and take down someone else they didn't like Mm -hmm. and rise up himself or they would plot and assassinate each other. And, you know, a common ruler could be five years. He could rule for five years. Uh, Vlad Tsepes himself, Vlad the Impaler, only ruled for about like three times each consecutively not very long for a few years and he kept coming back and putting people on spikes so that's the only one we can be proud of of this guy who put people on spikes so they needed to create a new identity and it was very important for the communists who take up this work uh, after Bogdan Petriceku Hashdeo's life. Um, so, yeah, this is, this is remarkably, we're getting through this remarkably fast, actually. <laughs> uh, so, basically, uh, just a refresher on Romanian history. We, we, or like picking up from where we started before, I guess. Although I had planned to do an episode on Romanian history, I guess I'll just like this one's uh, this one's a good good enough starter, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um. So these three little provinces eventually wanted to unite in uh, about yeah, the mid, uh, the beginning of the eighteen hundreds. 
uh, we started uh, reuniting about that time. I, I never, I was never a big fan of Romanian history in school. I, I always preferred other nations. So that's it's it's a bit hard for me. This is more of a history of the conspiracy theory, mm. <laughs> of which I have come to know unfortunately too much about. But basically, um, these um, these three countries. Uh, try to garner support to unite. There was a guy called Yuan um, Kuza who managed to get control of two provinces, so not um, not Hungary, obviously, because mm. uh, Hungarians. And he got voted in Bol- in Moldova and Tsar Romanesca. That was the thing, because like, the West wouldn't let us come together. They were like they didn't want a stronger power in the Balkans. The mm. French helped. The French were on the side of the Romanians and internationally intervened to allow us to unite to a degree. It wasn't exactly enough because we were not allowed fully to unite, but only to have elections in both places. And it was a loophole. Yeah. Well, we can elect the same guy in both places. <laughs> so everyone went for him. Uh, then that guy went away, no, whatever, not very important, and we brought in a German king. Just randomly picked up some guy from the Hohenzollern family from Germany, and put him on some sort of throne. I don't know if they even like <laughs> had the throne ready for the guy. He was brought in the cover of night. He was sneaked inside the country because uh, yeah, uh, gone. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, we sneaked our king into our country. Uh, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of shameful, isn't it? That's, <laughs> that's a weird thing to do. Yeah, why? You know why? Yeah, of course, because uh, Western powers were not all on board with Romania becoming a nation again. It was, oh, yeah, like, yeah, it was a uh, conflict zone. The Balkans were always mm. inflamed. So having a strong political power there could disbalance like the power structure in the Balkans. That was the thinking. Yeah. So uh, we would not, we should not be allowed to achieve statehood because it would be too big of a nation over there, mm. controlling too too big of a, a land area. And uh, we put this guy somehow on the throne and you're like you're Carol the first now sorry man I don't know you don't even speak Romanian you don't know why the fuck you're here but you're Carol the first and you're a king now and he did his best he learned Romanian the other ones after him there was just two uh there was a Carol the second and there's a guy who escapes my memory right now but he was like shit here <laughs> right um Okay. Any questions so far? It, it's gonna go into Nazism next. If you... Okay, go on. Okay. She's the woman behind the sound, more or less the woman <laughs> behind the voice. I uh, We don't know what we're doing here right now, anyway, which is, which is very cool. We, we cho- chose to do it in a hurry. But uh, that means it, at least it gets started, right? Yeah, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, that so... 
that's the thing. That is where the Nazis come in, where this all gets a bit, um, like, sketchy. Because uh, the kings were German. So, um, in both world wars, we were, like, on the side of the Germans. And then... Uh, or the first one is a bit sketchy. For, oh, no, 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 we were with the Russians. But they were the Russians, for sure, actually, in the first one. Um, but, and during the first one, uh, we got Transylvania. Um, and uh, then the second one comes around. There was fascists all over Europe in multiple forms. Ours were something called... Um, the Legion, Legiona Arhangelului Mihail, the Legion of Archangel Michael. Mm-hmm. So, they're a precursor to Nazism in Romania to a degree. And they were so brutal, they, even Hitler considered them too brutal. So, before the war started, he got, he helped um, Ant- the Marshal Antonescu who they would put in power as a more moderate fascist. But Hitler, like, removed bigger Nazis than him. Somehow we had more more horrific Nazis than Hitler. I don't really know how that figures. Maybe they were not up for, like, German supremacy. They were up for, like, Romanian supremacy. We're the fucking Aryans, actually. Mm-hmm. You you can fuck right off with your mustache and all. <laughs> but it's, they're pretty fucked up Nazis. That's the point there. Like, yeah. And so Hitler removes them and puts Antonescu in power. And uh, him with the tacit... Uh, approval of the king. Uh, th- th- at this point, it was King Michael II. Uh, oh yeah, and uh, there was a Ferdinand. Ferdinand um, was the one during World War One. So, so that's a four, four kings: Carl the First, Ferdinand the First, Carl the Second, and Michael the First, who was okay. just a bit of World War Two. He was kind of a kid, mm. right? Huh? I don't, I'm not really sure, but he was, he was around 18, possibly, yeah. or a bit older. I'm not I'm not very clear on that. I mean, he died not too long ago. Okay. So he might have been even um, even younger. Uh, right, a few years ago he died. Uh, so we go with the Nazis. We obviously get our asses kicked. But we turn on the other side, right? And go like, yes, actually, we, we like the Russians, right? We're, we're all up for the Soviet Union coming over there. And mm. yeah, uh, and we the, the saying goes that we turned the turrets around and started bombing the Germans. And uh, they're saying in our history books that this brave act of Romania... Mm, made the war shorter by one year. They say this, uh, or like, it would have taken even another year if the Japanese were not bombed by the Americans Mm. to conquer Japan and like two million estimated losses of soldiers 
something like that. So the fact that we uh, so essentially surrendered to the Russians uh, helped. But then another form of fascism, red fascism this time, would come to Romania. They would uh, exile the king, basically put a gun to his head and uh, told him, you, you get to sign on these documents, you're giving over the country and uh, maybe we'll let you live. And from what I understand, he signed the documents and then escaped. And he became like a pilot somewhere in another country, another country. For okay. he just he just became a pilot. It was like fuck this. I used to be a king. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm the I'm the king of Romania. Sure, sure, you are Gary, or uh, what is his name? Michael. Yeah, yeah. You you're the king okay, of Romania. Do, like a psychiatric test to like try to think of something. Uh, well. <laughs> They could dig around and actually go like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a noble in Germany as well, you know, like, <laughs> maybe it was Germany or I don't actually know, maybe not. <laughs> Who knows? He tried to return a few times to, after communism, but they didn't let him. Mm. In any case, uh, so during communism, these ideas gain more of a shape, and the the shape of rewritten history which to me is like an abhorrent thing to do mm. but uh, they had to latch onto any form of fascism uh, needs to latch onto an idea of superiority um, and ours was just so extreme <laughs> so the theory goes as such Dacia being uh, ancient kingdom uh, in the same rough place as Romania is right now, which uh, historically fell um, to the Romans in two successive wars in the first uh, century of uh, of this era <laughs> we're in. Mm the post-Christ uh, era, I guess. Um, and they, they got their asses kicked. Stole, the Romans stole all their gold. This is, this is the real history. Stole all their gold. There was a lot of gold around. Mm. And basically partied for like a hundred days. <laughs> like, when you'd... Um, when you'd have um, a big conquest, like the, the idea of the Roman Empire was one of endless conquests with new provinces, each adding more riches and sustaining. It was a pyramid scheme. The Roman Empire was a pyramid scheme. And this one was a really good one. So, like, the emperor, when they conquer a new cool province, or even a shitty one, they'd give a couple of days for a shitty one of festivities. And you just drink wine. You don't have to work. Just get fucked up. Uh... And uh, for Daisha, the Emperor Trajan gave an unprecedented, like, a hundred years of partying. A uh, hundred years, Jesus Christ. A oh, hundred days. A hundred days. <laughs> a cool hundred years. Oh, well, that would have prevented some uh, 
ja, yeah, some events <laughs> from happening. Yeah. Um, so they get their asses kicked. And um, the issue becomes a province and there's not really a scientific consensus, I believe, in exactly what happened to the Dacians. Like, they got partly assimilated, but from what I understand, like, or, or, or that this is the scientific consensus, they got slightly genocided and assimilated mm. because, like, there's no... There's not much genetic material left from them for sure. There's not much of the language. Uh, there's about a hundred Dacian words left, like varza, brinza, barza, rough-sounding shit. And it's all shit, yes? Uh, varza is cabbage. Oh. Brinza is cheese. Mm. Barza is um, the thing that uh, like uh, brings children to your house. Okay, yes. What's uh, that called? The uh, snow. Uh, s- <laughs> the swan. No, never, never mind. I don't say it in any language. We did a pretty big parenthesis right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, the stork. The stork. Okay. Um, what was this joke about the stork? And. No, never mind. <clears throat> <laughs> so. Okay. Because we're doing too much parenthesis, we're going to take a bathroom break. And then we're going to be back. Okay, say that again. So. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we have some things to do and uh, we'll we'll be back in uh, a better state. No, 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 not that. It is like, so we were listening a bit to the sound from before. And they go like, I do a sniffle. <laughs> like, <laughs> and we're gonna take a bathroom break. <laughs> and it's the, the the point of this that we're trying to make is that it's not a cocaine break. It's, yeah. yeah we literally, it, <laughs> we're literally just in the bathroom. Like, <laughs> um, right, being. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, um,. We were talking about Nazis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The Nazis. No, the communists. So, um, uh, this idea of proto-cronism, Dishianism, and whatever else was uh, continued during communism. And their theory was as such. Um... So, Rome, Latium, the place where the Latin language gets its name from and the, 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 the founding place of uh, Rome, the city, the, the small region of Latium, uh, is supposed to have been a prison colony for the Dacians to a degree or, or a, a banishment place. They wouldn't... The theory goes that when you did something wrong in their society, the Dacians wouldn't execute you because they believed in a life after death. Oh, that's nice and all, this shit. Um, And it would do you uh, a favor to kill you. So we're just going to exile you. So you can see 
how bad Romania was up from these places. <laughs> <laughs> if it is considered a favor to just like just throw him on the spears, <laughs> you know, like. And uh, this ties into the the Asian religion, which we're gonna talk about a bit later. Um. But, yeah, or we could talk about it now, actually. So, it's seen by the protochronists as a precursor to Christianity. Because they say uh, it has has a lot of things in common, such as uh, Zamolxis, who is... This believed to be the the central god or its prophet. It's not very clear if he was a prophet of this religion of or a god or the main god. Mm. They're somewhat interchangeable, which is which is the case with Christianity, the Holy Spirit, and mm. Jesus. There was there were big arguments about what's the nature of Jesus in the like the early Middle Ages and. The Roman Emperor had to do some conferences mm-hmm. called the called the Synod, uh, like yeah, to to decide what Christianity is. Mm-hmm. But it shares this the simil- some similarities they say with Christianity. I don't really, I don't think that's factual though. Like they say, Xamolxis, this character went into a mountain. And gathered some sort of knowledge and came back and showed these people this and that and whatever. But the, from what like actual historians say that the religion there might there was a Zamolxis character which was like a Zeus Zeus of some sort, mm. but they had a normal panth like a normal uh, ancient pantheon like everyone else. The the you know the Greeks the Phoenicians with Baal and whatever else um, everyone was sharing the same ideas essentially and they would have individual gods for different things so um, the the protochronists claim it comes from it's, it's similar to Christianity but historians believe it's just more regular uh, or like it was even they, they would go as far as to claim it's, it's invented Christianity of somehow um there's many and one aspect one unique aspect of this religion would be the lack of a fear of death mm-hmm. so basically they would be like yeah no it's it's a good thing to die and like uh, the which is pretty somewhat historically um i believe historically based that they did do this so uh, maybe <laughs> we don't know that much um then they would they would take like the yeah the most virile best boy in the village and they would execute him again like my knowledge about this sort of kind of blends with the myth because um We've been taught so many different versions of this, and there's a movie where they do this during communi- made during communist times. So that would be a pretty clear indication that because communism supported these ideas very hard, that it's not true. Mm. <laughs> but I've also heard opinions that it is. In any case, um, 
that brings us to uh so we talked about their religion the fact that don't bring us language basically and the their language was um the protochronists claimed that um their language was written on gold and when the romans came and stole all that gold from Dacia, uh, all of it was lost because it was melted down into coins and and then their language was so sacred that they would only write it on gold so that's why we don't have but they also claim okay. things like go on yeah i don't know people would know it and be able to reproduce it now well, it's, it's, it's just bullshit, obviously. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's, uh, that's good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. I I didn't read my notes at all in this. I It would have been way more structured that's if I, I had some read some things, to be honest. But I'm kind of... Uh, I went with the flow. Oh, that's good. Um, so... Right, um, the language aspect is that they claim that it's not possible that, like in France, uh, the Gallic language mixed with the with the Latin and became something else. In Spain, even in Italy, it it changed very much. Yeah, it's not one. Yeah, it's uh, still like different languages. But, uh. Yeah, um, well, depends. In the case of Italy, they, they're, they're really different languages. They, they really didn't want to be like associated with, oh, we're not speaking you know Tuscan we're speaking Venetian here now <laughs> yeah okay oh, we have we have Italian neighbors we shouldn't <laughs> I've said them anyway um so yeah basically Latin is supposed to be descended from Dacian and the the, the Romans themselves are supposed to be just Dacian convicts and yeah, where this maybe it comes from is the fact that Latium was a place in between, a place of markets and um, people running away from this and that. At the beginning of their history, they say they had no women and they had to like steal their women from the Etruscans or something like that completely. That's what the, the Romans said about their history, that at the beginning they were just like some wankers without women in this place of you know desol not desolation but like a place of how is this possible huh? what? how is this possible like I don't it's... remember exactly to be honest like uh, I, it was complicated but basically they had to kill these guys for the women oh, oh shit the <laughs> oh god the Italians are coming home right now <laughs> that's gonna be I don't I wonder if it's gonna be on the background of them yeah anyway so just as we were talking about the roman empire <laughs> um it's um 
and uh, there's there's some examples they give like they don't agree like like flat earthers they don't agree exactly on the nature of the conspiracy they some would say that Romania like or the Odisha stretched as far as India and Punjabi is actually a dialect of Romanian <laughs> Yeah, and then there's like Romani or Gypsyish is actually a dialect of Romanian of some people who went there, got brownish because they intermingled with the locals, kept their language, and then returned back hundreds of years later speaking the same language. Okay. Uh, or that we conquered as far as Scandinavia. Or that old French is a dialect of Romanian, which is this one's right. like wow, wow, <laughs> exactly. It it's just like one of those, and some of the stuff I found um, in my research, they didn't really bother to debate this even as much because there's just like what well, I mean they did, but less in a way that made it sound like oh, how could you ever believe that? It's just it's a new language. <laughs> Uh, yeah. and it's supposed to have spawned and all it's it's completely preposterous but yeah this, the people who make these they're not historians they're not linguists they're usually like um oh wow this is gonna be some background they're usually like engineers in some unrelated field who got pompous like mm-hmm. a lot of scientists or whatever supp- supposed scientists uh like this, uh, oh god! We're gonna we're not gonna talk about this guy in a later episode. The guy who wrote *Chariots of the Gods* with the pyramids and all that—they uh, made a Netflix documentary about him, mm. but they can't recall his name right now. Um, very pompous little, yeah. <clears throat> Never mind. Back to the subject. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The one of the funnier ones goes like um Dutch Deutsch and Dutch. Hmm. So from Deutschland yeah. and the, the Dutch the are actually Dacians. <laughs> <laughs> the very place really? we inhabit right now. Yes, exactly. They are um, Oh yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes total sense. <laughs> of course. <laughs> it's hilarious yeah. man. Yeah. So, um, that's their point. Now I'm going to read the joke real quick. And I'm going to read about some of the people involved. Uh, and uh, we're almost coming to a close. Oh, okay. So, um, oh, we really should cut out these parts. Me looking through my notes. Uh, so, it's a it's a Romanian joke translated in English. I never heard it, but I I read it on the internet just now, and I'm gonna share this with you. So, the French conducted archaeological excavations and found remains of copper wires 30, 50 meters underground. After they were carefully examined by scientists, it was care- it was condu- concluded that the ancestors of the French, the Gauls, created an underground telephone network. 
In, resp in response to this unexpected news, the Germans, in order to not be outdone, also started to dig. 70 meters underground, they found remains of glass. After analyzing this glass, they concluded their ancestors, the Goths, had created an underground fiber optic network. Alright. Then Romanian's researchers followed suit and also started to excavate. After digging for 250 meters without finding anything, they concluded that the Dacians had Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> when when I read this, I'm like, oh, oh my god, it should be it should be the description to the episode or or something. This is completely brilliant. Um, so uh, we got uh, oh by the way, Bogdan Petricei Kuhashneu, the guy who went created all this to a degree isn't even really Romanian what's his name? Polish oh um or uh, no no sorry um, Ukrainian oh. Ukrainian so he's born in um uh Tadeu Hizdeu in Kristinešti Hotinului now which is now what's the old Romanian name um now Kerestensi in Ker... Oh no, I, I should not try to read things like this from... Kernitzvi <laughs> Oblast, Ukraine. Um, Northern Bessarabia, the time part of the Empire of Russia. So, yeah, it's, it, it's a bit sketchy because some of the parts... Some parts of Romania are, are now part of Ukraine, some parts of Romania are now parts of Bulgaria, yeah. and some very big parts of Hungary are now Romania. <laughs> yeah, there's a part of Moldova that's like got into its own shit. Uh, well, yeah, it's, well, it they didn't but get into its own shit. The no, Russians got into yeah, our that's shit. What I was gonna say, yeah. Hajdeu was also he fought as a Russian hussar, which is I, I, it's a guy on a horse from what I know. Okay. Uh, I think um, in the Crimean War in 1858 he settled in Yash as a high school teacher and a librarian uh, and this is when he started calling that guy uh, you are the terrible, you are the brave. Okay. So um now we talked a little bit, yeah, we talked, uh, well, if we could just make, if we could cut this part out where I'm <laughs> looking through the notes, so, this, okay, now I'm going to talk some about some other people who are involved with this. Um, during communism, the communist regime ruled by Nicolae Ceausescu. We had two communist rulers, but Ceausescu is the only relevant one. A shoemaker with f who had done four classes of school and um, believed um, he could be the architect of a nation. So, yeah, if you... If you wonder ever why Romania is so fucked up, it's because it was fashioned by a shoemaker. <laughs> you know, like, it's made like a fucking boot. 
but the regime started a partnership with the Italian resident former uh, Iron Guardist, so the, one of the old fascist guys. That's why, like, uh, this this Soviet type communism is just red fascism. Mm. And we saw former Iron Guardist and millionaire Yosif Constantin Dragan, some Romanian residing in Italy, just being a fascist, like not even a fascist, like a Nazi. Um, so he started pushing this shit the most during communism and I don't know how they somehow like explain this to themselves that yeah it's cool we're, we're just like collaborating with fa- I mean it, it could be the same as I mean not, uh, Hitler and Stalin uh, invaded Poland together you know mm. just like half and half and they met in the in the middle they met in uh, you know Varsovia and shook hands the Soviet <laughs> troops with the German troops oh what's an image oh, that's okay. yeah that's how World War Two began basically yeah. and uh, you know just a little bit later they would be killing each other by the yeah. millions <laughs> yeah so there are there are people against it one of our more illustrious uh, writers somewhat spoke in favor of it he was very interested in the subject um i wish i had researched this episode well enough to give uh, Mircea Eliade's point of view on this maybe we can revisit this sometimes to a degree but um he was a he was a student of um of uh, history and religion wrote in french and english and lived in you know, france and america he wrote about all this and I, I found some stuff that he might have been sympathetic to these views but people write all sorts of weird things about him he was a very weird character so there are there might be an episode about that guy he was yeah quite someone and well we're dragging this on at this point <laughs> but um that the cons the this fascist Yosef Constantin Dragan um is one of the bad characters in this story, right? Obviously, um so he continued to to sponsor these views even after the fall of communism. Um and I'm gonna read a bit more um, who, he, critics regard these excesses as the expression of an e- economic national course amalgamating provincial frustrations and persistent nationalistic rhetoric as autarky and cultural isolation of the late Ceausescu's regime and came along with an increasing Dacianist message. So, okay, yeah, what that salad of words means basically after the fall of communism these ideas at the same time were not sponsored by the government but they gained renown because we were once again hopeless and lost without an identity without the identity of uh, socialism and uh, the communist cause and whatever stuff they were teaching in school back then so Romania like a lot of like Russia (laughs) 
uh, I would say the other so post uh, communist states fared better. We we had the only violent revolution or the most violent revolution um, in the, like uh, like to overthrow communism. The only one that uh, ended up in so many deaths, and we didn't know what the fuck is up with us after communism ended. So people started inventing cults, religions, things to believe in. One of these major cults, Misa, we're gonna talk about in the future. It has all of the, these things like interspersed with each other and uh, form a bigger picture of a nation trying and failing to find an identity. Uh, or and eventually finding it in uh, an unexpected place like um, Manele, <laughs> <laughs> uh, meat, beer, barbecues, and um, uh, do we have anything else? Yeah, cults, I guess. Cults, cults, cults. Yeah. Or we don't have them so much anymore. It is more of a nineties thing. Um. But they persist. These ideas persist to these days. Yeah, yeah, like hysteria, like a bunch of anti-vaxxers now with the COVID and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The highest it's amount of anti-vaxxers. Complot. Complot. Compot. We have a lot of compot. That's that's true. Um, and yeah, that's, there, there is a reason to be talking about this because it is a serious problem. It's, it's, it's a, it is a form of fascism. The Hungarians have uh, also a version of protochronism, which is, I think, a lot more advanced. We might talk about that also in the future, where they're like, well, we're, we're the progenitors of the whole world. Yeah, you know, like it's, it's way, way more advanced. Mm. Um, like we we made all of civilization. Romanians mostly claim, um, mostly claim um, uh, like to have created the Roman Empire because somehow we're still bitchy about the war that happened two thousand years ago, <laughs> mm. right? And um, yeah, also because. Um, uh, yeah, couldn't find something better to do. There's people fighting against this. Uh, one of our writers, Tismananu, Vladimir Tismananu, wrote Protochronism was the party sponsored ideology that claimed Romanian precedence's major scientific and cultural discoveries. It was actually the underpinning of Ceausescu's national tyranny. So, yeah. Uh, also, now that that old guy, you know, like, uh, the Italian uh, fascists did, now the cause has been taken up by uh, a guy called Napoleon Savescu. Napoleon, for some reason, is a common name in Romania. I don't know, I don't understand why, but a lot of cancer called Napoleon. I had one on my street. So, yeah, and he was a bit, like, with the head, you know. Mm. So, uh, because Dragan is is dead now, 
and this Napoleon guy is living in New York City and having a magazine called Noi Daci. We, the Dacians. Uh, And uh, organized a a yearly international congress of (laughs) Dacology. So he's calling it Dacology. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Oh yeah, other controversial theories of his include the Dacians or their ancestors developing the first alphabet in the world which uh, the evidence for this well, she's you're already yawning no, no, it's no, 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 <laughs> we got to wrap this up <laughs> yeah the, the, there's these things called the tateria tablets which uh, they found is a sort of proto writing there, there's a lot of these older than you know like linear a b sumerian whatever they had in the ancient world there's a lot of them they found from a long time ago where they started writing a little bit some symbols to a degree and they found some in Romania but they can't really date them but the ancient guys go like oh this is this is clearly a sign that we had the first language ever you know so yeah uh, that's that's that um, and what um, uh traces behind if the yeah they go like the Rig Veda you know like the Romanians uh, are the progenitors like they're the ones who created the Bhagavad Gita apparently the Bhagavad Gita is the central um, is the central book of the um, Hindu religion mm-hmm. You know, it's um, it's about a guy called Arjuna, who has uh, to kill his brothers because it's his duty. I don't know. It's a moral story that you must always do your duty, even if that means slaughtering your brothers. You know, and he's saying that this is a story that actually comes from Romania, okay. <laughs> like all all bloody horrible things. Oh. It's it must be from Romania. <laughs> Right, but yeah, there's a few. Uh, there's a few people uh, fighting against this. Um, so his theories are, however, disregarded by historical journals and most historians. Mircea Babes, Lucian Boya, and Alexandra Tomica who label these theories as pseudoscience and anachronistic and consider there is not enough evidence to support them. Um, so, yeah. I guess that's it. Uh, pretty much. So, you know, Dutch people are actually Romanians. We have to go out there and inform them of this fact. <laughs> I wonder what they think of it and uh, Italians are Romanians and um, everyone basically everyone as far as India we we have not laid claim to America yet but (laughs) I think it's gonna happen and there there's no there's no um, doubt that we already own Cyprus 
<laughs> next it will be Europe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So yeah, I guess uh, this you own a few places, uh, you like one. Like, <laughs> it's a UK even here. <laughs> All the warehouses in UK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Brexit didn't really affect you in the UK. And eighty uh, percent of the stolen iPhones. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's um, the UK and yeah, well, well, no. all the West, so, all the West. so, you, so you're a proto chronist, basically. No, I... <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know, you yeah, seem yeah. to be wanting to give us these places to <laughs> claim them for Romania, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're we're gonna go. This has been the um, the um, <laughs> no 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 no. Do you know the name of the show? No, no, you don't. I don't remember. You don't What's remember? Okay, uh, it's called a series of unlikely explanations. Yeah, that's true. I just I just have a better name. Okay, but you have good sound engineering apart from yeah um never mind so that was it